Welcome everyone. I am so excited today to welcome my dear friend, Stephanie, onto the Future Ready Librarian podcast. And we're in the third season now and just have such a great lineup. And so I couldn't be more excited to welcome you to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Shannon. I'm so excited to be here. You're welcome. I know I have been like waiting and wanting to talk to you because it's really exciting because you're back in the library, which we'll hear a lot about. But why don't we start just by having you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about where you're at and your job and, and what you've been up to. Yeah. So I am from originally, I'm born and raised in the Rio Grande Valley. So super south, south Texas, about the um, Texas and Mexico border area. And I went to Texas A&M and worked and stayed in College Station for three years. And that's where I started my teaching career. And I started off by teaching second grade and then had um, my mom was going through some things. So I decided to move back home to the Valley and started my middle school career and found that that was where my heart is. And so I went as a sixth grade math teacher, which people think like, oh, you were a math teacher? Like, that's so weird, but it's really cool because I get to help in all the areas. And when math teachers think they have no place in the library, I think, no, 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 get in here. I, we got this, we can do this. Um, so then got finished my master's and there was an opening in a middle school or in a freshman academy. And I thought, all right, let's try this. So my first library ever was a freshman academy with 1,500 freshmen all the time. It was crazy. And then my husband and I got married and decided to move to Austin. And so then my journey was like all kinds of crazy. So I started in Austin as a high school librarian and found that those kids are so intense. Like they are all about getting ready for college and research. And it wasn't so much fun anymore. And so then I decided, okay, let's try back to middle school because I know that's where I love it. And started in a middle school library in Austin ISD and fell absolutely in love. It was the greatest place I've ever been. I had the dream administration. I had a gymongous library, amazing, amazing students. I had a bathroom in my library, which was amazing. And then we had COVID. And because of COVID, I decided to kind of, kind of take a year off. Um, so I worked with a tech company for about six months and then decided corporate world isn't really for me because while I love doing professional development and working with adults, I really, really missed kids. So I decided to come back to the library and now I'm working in Pflugerville, Texas, which is a tiny little town um, northeast of Austin. And I love it. It's um, an amazing school. It is something where the, the kids' backgrounds are very similar to mine. So we're a Title I school, um, very high economically disadvantaged, mostly Hispanic and African-American students. And when I walked into this campus and met my admin and my students, it felt like coming home. Like 
oh, it was so nice. And I love it. And it's so nice to be back in school again. I love it. It's just oh, been great. That's awesome. That's yeah. great. I know I was so happy when I saw you post that you were going back in the library, because even though you're amazing at teaching librarians and professional development, and we all learn so much from you, it's like, that's, I think, where you just truly shine. And so I love it because I get to see all the great things you're doing. Thank you. Yeah, I loved it. And it was weird being a part of Texas Library Association and doing TCEA and all those things and not being in the library. It almost felt like I was like in limbo, like not knowing where these new things I was learning was going to be applied. So now I'm back and it's great. I know that feeling. I always would tell Eric that I felt like I was losing my sparkle because that's where like our heart is. That's where we're librarians and we want to help all the kids. And I love that too. I think about your journey that you have done so many different things from elementary to middle to high school. And I think one of the things that I admire about you as well is you're such a champion for reading and literacy. And I know when we talked about what our conversation was going to focus on today, that was the thing that you said, and I was excited that that's what you wanted to talk about. And so today we're just going to hear a little bit about how you make sure that all your kids have access to literacy, to reading, to experiences. And I know that we all think about that, you know, regardless of what grade level we're with and the schools that we're at now during, you know, a pandemic in the last, you know, gosh, it's going to be two years before we know it. And so there's just a lot of things. So kind of give us your scoop and, and, and tell us um, kind of your thoughts around that too. It has been so crazy. But I know like the one huge thing from the beginning of the pandemic in last March to now, my biggest thing has been kids still need to be reading, whether they're reading ebooks, print books, magazines, I don't care. They still need to be reading because they still need to know that they still have to take care of themselves. And whether that's through reading or looking at picture books or finding themselves in a book. I think that having that access is one of the best things we can ever do for students. And some of the ways that I make sure I do that is at the very beginning of the pandemic, I was really grateful when I was in Austin ISD that we had a partnership with the public library and all of the students had access to the public library's eBooks, my eBooks with Mac and Via, the district's eBooks through Sora. So I was constantly pushing that out on Instagram and on TikTok and on everything and saying, hey guys, don't forget, like just because you can't get physical books right now, there's still the audiobooks, there's still the eBooks. So there's no excuse not to be reading. Well, then I started doing first chapter Fridays based off of what Jason Reynolds does. And so I would read part of the first chapter of a book every Friday and post it into our canvas and in Mac and Via. And then we started doing Mac and Via Mondays, where I would do the same thing, but with a book that was from Mac and Via and sharing that with them. And I got so many emails from kids saying, this is so cool because they're getting their read aloud that they forgot that they loved, but they're being able to share those read alouds with their siblings. And I never thought about that. Yeah. I thought like, oh my gosh, like this 
has just exploded from being just me reading to my kids just to make sure they're still getting just some kind of book to it being a familial thing. And I loved that that became a thing. And even, you know, when I wasn't working in the school anymore, I was filling little free libraries. I was hunting kids down in Barnes and Noble, like buy this book, it's so good. And I, my husband would get mad because I'd be like, okay, today we're gonna fill the car up with books. We're gonna drive around town and we're just gonna leave books in places. And you know, it's Austin, like we're a big reading city. And so we would literally drive around and just fill little free libraries because I thought if this is all I can do right now to make sure kids are still getting books, then that's all I can do. But it's a big thing. And I think those little things that we do that we don't think are big, those are big to the kids in our communities. Totally. That's amazing. I love it. Good for you, girl. Like that is... I mean, I think that's, you know, why I know why I love being a librarian is just finding those connections that we can make to our kids and to hear how excited your kids were too, to be able to share those with their siblings. That's so sweet. It was awesome. Oh, that's so cool. Well, now we're back in school and you're back in your library. And so what are some things just to kick off the year? Like how, how is your library looking? Are the kids coming back in and how are you making sure that they have access this year? Yeah, I have had kids coming in since the first day of school. So in Pflugerville, we had a librarian meeting at the very beginning of the year. And we just talked about, okay, you know, Austin is back in stage five. How are we as librarians going to handle this? And we got told there is no, you know, there's no cutoff. There's no quarantine. You know, if you are uncomfortable having students come in, you can handle that based on your library and your admin, but it's up to you as the librarian. And so I thought my students, most of them haven't been in school for a year and a half. Some of them haven't stepped foot in a library in almost two years. Heck no, we are open for business, like put your mask on, wash your hands and get in here. And that's what I did. So at the very beginning of the school year, first day of school, I had my little Bluetooth speaker. It's a baby Yoda blasting as loud as it could be. And I, we had balloons outside the doors because my library is in the very middle of the school. And I was just, just get in here. I don't even care if you're not going to check out a book, just get in here. And I have found the kids are in here all the time. I love it. And it's, it's almost like we're back to normal, but they're wearing masks and they're sanitizing. Um, I get, they ask me all the time, you know, is my book going to get quarantined? And I tell them, no, it's going to be on the cart and it's going to go back on the shelf and then it's going to go home with someone else. But I tell them, you know, you wear your mask, you wash your hands, we're going to be okay. But that's kind of how we're handling it. It's not, I, I am not one of those librarians that I'm going to think, you know, no. I don't, I'm not going to let this pandemic stop me from helping these kids because they're here, right? And I'm here. So why am I going to allow something that, I mean, I've had COVID twice. So I think like, if I get it again, it better kill me because it was rough. I got the vaccine, the vaccine sucked, but I got it so that I could be with my kids again. So I'm not going to allow this to stop me from helping my kids have the access, especially knowing the kind of area I'm working in and knowing that my students need this. I have kids who come in and, you know, I've had kids come in crying in the morning that they've just had a bad day already. You know, it's, it's only 8 a.m. And they're like, can I just sit in here? Of course, 
And if we were in any other situation, I couldn't do that. If we were closed, that would be awful. So even just having that for them, I think is a huge deal. A huge deal. I know. And that really says it all too. Like it's not just getting books into their hands of their kids, but it's having access to you as an amazing librarian, a space that you can give them. I mean, knowing that they're safe and that they have some, just even a place that is consistent where they can go, I think is just huge to our kids. And, you know, a big thing that we talk about this fall, especially is just the social emotional learning of everyone, our kids, our teachers, our families. And so libraries are one of those things that we can make sure that they also have access to those resources and those experiences or those safe places that we can give them. And that's what you're doing. So that's amazing. Yeah. My, my principal even asked at the beginning of the year, you know, are you okay with this? Are you okay having kids in here? Do you want to put a cap on visitors? And I said, no, this is their space. I just run it. So I'm not going to, not going to shoo them away. I love it. You're such an inspiration. They're so lucky to have you. And I know for me, like we're in a building with preschool to 12th grade and just to be around the kids is it's not just healthy for the kids, but don't you feel this year? Like my heart is just full. Like even though there's hard things and you know, there's worry, it's like, that is where I think that we're happiest is knowing that our kids are, have a place Mm -hmm. they have had their library back and that they have access to, you know, not just literacy, but access to everything that they need. Yeah. My husband even said, I was planning my outfits for the first week of school. And he goes, I haven't seen you. I haven't seen this version of you in so long. I haven't seen you excited to go to work Mm. in so long. And I thought, (laughs) it's because I missed being with them. And I tell people, like when people say, I can't believe you work with middle schoolers, like, ew. And I think, no, they're so much fun. They're so weird. I love them. <laughs> They're the best, right? <laughs> they are. Oh, I love it. And so what are kind of the hot things that they're reading right now? I always love to ask that question, especially when I know that I'm talking to a librarian that's a big reader. So what's what's really popular right now in your library? Naruto. <laughs> Naruto, Boruto, um, all of the manga, My Hero Academia, I cannot keep bleach on my shelf. Um, they love Raina Telgemeier, smile, <laughs> drama, all of those. Um, but really, I have never been in a school where I have kids actually say Jason Reynolds. They freaking love him. That's and awesome. I have had so many of them, yes, come and say, do you have Jason Reynolds? Yes, of course. Uh, so they love Jason Reynolds. They love their graphic novels. Um, And I've actually seen a lot of nonfiction being checked out where they're wanting to learn things. And yeah, they tell, uh, they'll check things out and I'll say, why did you pick this? And they say, cause I think it's cool, miss. Oh, okay. Well, all right then. Yeah. So it's a lot of, a lot of what they're interested in. Um, I had a group of girls who were trying to go through all of the romance books. So that was fun, but that was just one group. But yeah, lots of graphic novels, lots of nonfiction. Oh yeah, I see that too. I see that, you know, that they, 
they, it's, it's just fun, especially in middle school, I think really empowering them to tell us what they want to read. That's where it gets really interesting. But I love that when they start gaining kind of that confidence, I see that in kind of fourth and fifth grade, and especially in middle school where they really love to share what they want on the shelf. So it makes it even more fun, right? Being in that yeah. group. Oh, I love part of my, yeah, part of my orientations was teaching them how to do a quick book talk. And I would tell them, just sell me the book you're reading. Tell me why you loved it or why you didn't like it. And they're so good at it. It's so much fun to see them do it. That's a great idea for orientation. I love that. Mm -hmm. Do you get to Quick work with on. the teachers too? Are you like, do you collaborate as most of your time in the, in the library or, or what does that look like? All of my time is in my library. Yeah. So this is the first time in all of my library years where I don't have library aides at the beginning of the year. Instead, they're doing where they are, the kids are in their, um, their electives, and now they come in and they ask to be a library aide, and I say, of course, and then I give their name to the counselor. So right now I only have two. So I'm, I'm spending all my time in the library. I'm trying to, to kind of balance teaching and doing everything, but it's, it's been good. Um, yeah, all my time is in here. When I do get to meet with teachers, it's either before or after school. Yeah, you're busy. I hope to visit Very. your library someday. <gasps> I would love that. Amazing. I know. I would love to. That yes. is, I get to Texas, so we'll have to make a plan. Yes. <laughs> I would love that. Oh, you're just an inspiration. I'm so happy to see your smiling face and just to hear like how happy you are. And you definitely deserve to be in that space with those kids. And they are so lucky to have you and we're lucky you that so you're on our show. So I'm just so grateful and love everything that you shared. And I know everyone will be inspired too. And I want you to make sure that you tell people too, where they can connect with you and see all the great things that you're doing. Of course, you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube and TikTok at Lispy Librarian, L-I-S-P-Y, and I'm signing it while I say it because I'm trying to learn sign language, uh, L-I-S-P as in Peter, Y, Librarian. Yeah, and you can also find me on lispylibrarian.com. Oh, I love it. Thank you Thank so you. much, my friend. I am thrilled to have everybody hear this and I am very excited to have a whole season of another amazing library stories from librarians and future ready librarians all over the country. And so please tune in and thank you for joining us today. And as always, thank you to Follett for all of your support. And so we will talk to you later. Thank you so much. Of course, bye. Thank you for joining us for the Future Ready Librarian podcast, Leading from the Library. I would like to also thank our sponsor, Follett Learning, for their amazing continued support.